Hello and welcome to A Very Full Plate, the podcast where we're all about real food talk with real parents. Your hosts for today are Amy, a natural foods chef and mom of two, and Emily, a professional home organizer and mom of three. Take it away, ladies. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us. I'm your co-host, Amy. I turn parents into kitchen ninjas to help them feed their families healthy food more often. I'm all about balance, real life, and having fun in the kitchen. You can find me at cookingwithafullplate.com and my Facebook page of the same name. Hey, guys. This is Emily. I'm a professional organizer who helps my clients simplify their lives so that they can experience harmony in their homes again. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or visit hallharmonyhomes.com. Come along with us while we celebrate our small victories and laugh at our challenges. And thank you so much for listening. So Amy, today's guest is Mary Tate, and she brought so much brightness and light into my life. As someone who has a child with some sensory needs, she is an awesome expert and resource for anyone who might be listening in who says, yes, healthy food is great, but how do I get my child who either is picky or has some sensory issues to eat the things that matter most to us? She is not only an expert, but she raised a child into adulthood who had sensory issues. And this resource and this brightness really changed my life during this interview. I loved it. She was very truthful and very honest. And she was like any of us moms who will do anything for their children. What did you think about this episode, Amy? Absolutely. I think Mary had a wealth of information around feeding her family well, and that will apply, frankly, to anybody listening. As a parent who hasn't dealt with sensory issues, I just found the whole conversation super eye-opening to realize that while I struggle to get my kids to eat vegetables, she had like this whole other level of struggle that I think there are a lot of listeners and a lot of folks out there who will relate. But even if you haven't dealt with sensory issues amongst your kids, I think there are still some fantastic details in here. And most of all, my takeaway was your kids are going to grow up and be thriving adults because you are a parent who cares enough to listen to a podcast about feeding them. I totally agree with you. That was probably my biggest takeaway was a big exhale, like, oh my God, they're going to be okay. And I, I can't wait for everyone to dive in and hear from her and to hear her experience and also where her why comes from, where her passion and her purpose comes from and how she's really made it a fantastic career. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and jump in so everyone can hear from Mary Tate. I'm very excited because today we have Mary Tate on. She's in Denver. She is the owner and operator of Tree of Life Health Coaching. She has three children. Um, they're in their teenage years, and one is 20. And I'm excited for everyone to hear from her because she has a very specific um, business that has been inspired by her oldest. And I can't wait to dive right in. So welcome, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, we're psyched to have you. I really am looking forward to this conversation. Um, could you tell us a little bit, start off by just talking about, you know, what feed, feeding your family looks like in your family, whether it's schedule or the type of food or the lifestyle you have? Sure, sure. Um, 
Well, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to, um, I'd have to say, probably back when Matthew was born. Um, Matthew's 20 now. We had a lot of struggles with Matthew. Um, He had sensory integration when he was younger. And um, I was 60 pounds overweight when I was in high school. So I didn't really um, know a lot about um, eating healthy or um, that kind of a lie. I was not brought up that way. I was brought up pretty much eating healthy. just traditional um, 70s food, right? I was grew up in the 70s. Um, my mom baked, but not a lot. She didn't, you know, it was it was you know hamburger helper and that kind of thing, and and it wasn't um, really. We were ate out of you know like canned foods or we had um, frozen, so it wasn't fresh and all the things that you know I do now. Um, so when I when Matthew was born, um, he did have some problems, and as we got into what was going on with him, um, I started diving into how I could help him more. Um, so right now, our diet consists mostly of um, you know just fresh fruits and veggies and meats and cheeses, and um, I have a specific diet plan because I have a lot of food allergies, um, so I do um, paleo because for me, um, that's my health. I need to be gluten-free and dairy-free, um, and I also need to be grain free because I'm having, I have some, you know, gut issues and things like that. So that's what I do. Um, it's kind of a, uh, uh, kind of a challenge sometimes when I'm feeding my family, um, because they're not that way. Right. Um, they, um, they love their whole grain breads and they love, um, as far as kale, like tonight we had kale chips and we had, um, chicken quesadillas and we had fruit. And for me, I have to buy a separate thing. I can't buy what I would normally buy for them. So I have to have a specific um, plan of action attack when I do plan our meals because I have to make sure that I'm not making 10 different things for all of us. Um, So that's, that's, you know, has been a challenge over the past couple of years. Um, Before that, you know, we were just really, um, as I, you know, learned about nutrition, trying to help my son, Matthew, um, we were just diving into, um, you know, like the whole grains and um, eating more fruits and veggies and cutting out the processed foods and things like that, where, you know, in, normally that would be great. Um, but if you have, you know, challenges with food, you can't do whole grains, you can't do gluten, you can't do dairy, then you're like, okay, now what? So, um, I think right now we're at a point where um, we're all pretty much, you know, on the same pattern of this is what the kids will eat. This is what I eat. I I usually don't make special things for um, any one of us. It's just for me, if they're eating, say, if I'm making hamburgers and French fries for them, I'll make sweet potato fries for me because I can't have um, traditional potatoes right now. So, you know, I just have to kind of swap things out. Um, but it's just me that's doing that. Um, so for them, they just get the traditional, you know, healthier food options because as a health coach, sometimes I think it's, it can be a curse to know what's in the food, you know? So, so. And how are your kids pretty receptive to what you are putting on the table right now? Yeah, yeah, they are. They really are. Um, they have their moments. I mean, they're teenagers, right? And they um, they want their junk. And I'm an 80-20 rule kind of gal, right? So I'm like, okay, that's fine if you eat that. And I try to teach them, you know, this is what 
this food can do to your body. So we need to kind of see like my daughter, you know, she loves her donuts and her coffee and she loves going to all those coffee places and getting stuff. And I'm like, that's great. You know, you can have that in moderation, but you also have to remember that um, you need to be balancing it out with some fruits and some veggies. So if you're going to, you know, dive into, you know, two donuts or whatever, you want to make sure that you're eating some fruit or some vegetables to get your nutrients because really food is fuel. So that donut isn't going to take you real far. You're going to crash real fast. So um, I try to teach them that, that it's food is fuel and it's not about good or bad or healthy or not or whatever. It's fuel and how what's going to keep your car going the fastest, especially for school and tests and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, I'm big on that phrase. It's fuel first, fun second. Like, right. Like that resonates a lot with me. And yeah. It's thing I'm trying to educate my kids about. Um, and it's a greater approach than sort of, Oh, you shouldn't eat that. It'll just make you heavy or whatever. It's right. like, let's right. talk about why. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, we go into the whole, like, you know, she'll get a headache from something and I'll be like, well, you know, probably a sugar crash, right? You had, that was a lot of sugar you put in your body and your body's just not meant to have that much sugar yeah. that, for that, you know, quickly. So yeah. we need to kind of balance that out with nuts or whatever seeds or whatever, something like that. So, um, yeah. It sounds a lot like your your own life experience is kind of driven by this. I'm not going to repeat what ha- what happened to me or what I did as a child because right. it sounds like you were sort of suffering or in your own way. Um, would you say that's true? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, just um, the way I grew up, and I was like I said, I was 60 pounds overweight and didn't know, tried losing weight and tried all the diets and tried all the things and and nothing right it wasn't there was nothing was coming off and then um you know I started exercising imagine that right and started (laughs) instead of dieting started exercising and then naturally you know my body wanted to look into like oh well I love these fruits and I love I'll try this and I'll try something different um and that was also part of, you know, how I helped my son, Matthew, because he was very oral, hyper, hypersensitive in his mouth and had a lot of oral aversion. So I had to mimic what I was doing. You know, I had to learn myself to how to help him. So it was more of a modeling um, so that I could help him accept new foods as well. So it was kind of a, I still say he taught me a lot. Um, and I tell him that all the time, you know, I said, are your ears ringing? Because I talk about you all the time. <laughs> It's funny how the most challenging kid can make you grow in such a way that you never knew you needed to. Yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. He is just yeah, he's doing great right now, and um, just feel very blessed um, that he's come as far as he has with, you know, his whole sensory integration and ADHD and all that. So it's been it's been a journey, but it's been a good journey for yeah, sure. That's that's great. Um, what do you think might be your superpower as a mom feeding your family? I have to say that I am a big label reader and I love to read labels. And ever since I started, you know, when I was trained as a health coach, um, I learned, you know, about label reading and what do these words mean and what are these, what, how can this affect your body? And that's what I love is trying to figure out, okay, so if I'm putting this in my body, what is it going to do to me? Right. And I try to teach my kids that it's not like, it's not about like, this is bad or this is good. It's like, what is in this food and how is it going to affect your body? Um, So that they'll understand, right? We don't want to put things in our body that you can't pronounce because why would we, right? So why do you want to put chemicals in your body and things? So we talk about it like that. And I think sometimes, you know, that is my superpower, but um, 
that I can do that, but I also think it can be um, hard because you know a lot, right? You know a lot, and um, and then you 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 question, oh, should I buy that? And maybe I shouldn't buy that. And I know they want that, but I don't want to teach them that you know it's bad. But I also need to make them understand that it's not healthiest choice too. So I find myself doing uh, a lot too, trying to balance it. Yeah, agonizing over the details. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was, I forget which doctor I was speaking to, but I remember him saying, don't worry. Like the body does know how to detox on small levels. Mm-hmm. So it's That's just right. a matter of not filling it with toxins every single meal, you know, and then right. occasionally it will know how to process that donut or whatever it is. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because like we have different, um, body parts that do that right our liver our kidneys our skin and all the things our lungs so we have um that's how our bodies were created right god made our bodies to be able to detox so we don't need to have um gobs of detox drinks and all this and all that to to detox we're made that way so i agree totally yeah that's cool i like that superpower that you're very into the details of the food that you you know your kids are ingesting yeah Uh, what do you think might be your kryptonite, something that you struggle with? Oh, something I struggle with, control over what they're eating, I guess, when they're not in my house. Because, you yeah. know, when they were little, I could, you know, make all these cute little things for them and say, okay, well, this is this and this is that. My, my 15-year-old, I remember when we homeschooled as well, um, my son for a while. And so um, when he was, when my oldest was, we were homeschooling my oldest and my middle child was uh, probably three at the time, three or four. And he would love to peel, you know, the clementines. He would peel clementines for all of us at three years old, you know? And so now he's what, 15. And so I get this bag of clementines. It was just probably about this, this fall. And I said, will you peel us some clementines? He looked at me like, I don't even want them. I'm like, you used to peel them all the time for us. Mom, I'm not three. <laughs> I know, but still. You so, don't get the same joy out of it now. <laughs> I know, I know. So that's what I think that's hard for me is to not be able to control like what they're eating at um, mm-hmm. at the, the, the school, right? I mean, like, you know, our school does have some like, you know, a healthy bar, like of fruits and veggies and things like that. But when I look at the account, like what did my daughter buy? She bought Chex Mix and she bought, mm. you know, something else. And I'm like, Okay, just breathe, you know? Yeah, no, I know. I, I mean, you, get, you gave them so many years of eating so well under your control that you have to imagine that they're going to start to reread those signals when their body gets out of whack again. Yeah. And yeah. they need to learn things on their own, which is, so, it's going to be so hard for me. My kids are so little. I mean, literally everything that goes in their mouths, I approve of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's exactly how I was. And and I think, like I said, as you learn more, and there's so much on the internet, you don't have to be a health coach, right? I mean, there's stuff on the internet that tells you this is great for your kids, this is not, right? Um, there's the Dirty Dozen, there's the Clean 15, there's all the stuff that we, it's right there um, yeah. for perfect view. Um, and so I think it's just a matter, like you said, of balancing and knowing that they do, their bodies are created to detox naturally. So um, I totally agree with that. So that that would definitely be my kryptonite though, is just that control piece of, okay, just breathe. Like they were at the fair this weekend and I was like, okay, I know they're not going to eat great and that's okay. And I'm going to just accept that and be like, okay, so guess what they ate today? They ate really good. Yeah. No, no, no. I, and you know what, we were doing an interview with another woman and she made a point I never thought of, which was 
that it takes a certain skill set to be able to eat or indulge and then go back and eat healthy again. Mm -hmm. And it's actually quite a bit more willpower than someone who just never indulges. Right. You don't know whether they'll go off the wagon and just right. Well, it's kind of funny because my daughter will come up to me and she'll say, you know, after she's eaten some junk, like she'll spend the night at somebody's house and they'll eat yeah. junk, right? And she'll come back and the mom can have a salad. Yeah. I was like, yeah, of course she can have a salad, right? Because I'm never going to turn that down. Yeah. yeah. I can have a salad. So, and my son, he usually, my middle son eats really well. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he's always been a really good eater. But as he's gotten older, I've seen him kind of go off the rails, but then he comes back. And so it's just a matter of, um, like you said, the way you bring them up, you know, it will, it'll, it like what you're doing, all the stuff you're doing now, it will be the same for you as your kids get older. You know, they'll wander and they'll come back. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, it's just a matter of recognizing when it's happening and letting it happen, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. Are are your kids? Is there one of your kids that you pretty much know is gonna isn't gonna listen? Or you know, I feel like there's and even in my life, I'm like I already know that she's gonna be the one who already will eat well, and this one is gonna go crazy. And you know. yeah, 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 exactly. Well, with Matthew, Matthew really struggled. So he had a lot of. Um, oral aversion and we took him for feeding therapy and we had him um, in occupational therapy and we had him in lots of therapies um, for, for eating and for feeding and for sensory integration. Um, And so he was definitely my challenge um, growing up as we got things, as we progressed and we um, he accepted more foods, um, then that's gotten so much easier. Even now he'll come home from college and I kind of know certain things for him are still hard. For example, um, the texture of pork chops, right? I mean, or a pork roast or something. He cannot handle it. It does is just a different texture that he can handle. Um, but he will try it. Whereas um, years back, he would be like gagging away, right? Because he couldn't handle it. Um, so that was hard when we were trying to work through him and then the other two. Now, my second child would eat anything. He still eats anything. Um, and my daughter can be more, definitely more picky. But the thing I look at is she looks a lot like my son, Matthew. So they look alike. They act alike. Um, so I definitely think their genes are, you know, they have the same genes that, you know, maybe my second son didn't get all the same chromosomes and genes that they got. Yeah. It's just kind of wild. And I look at it and I'm like, yep, that she's a lot like her brother. Yeah. And you know, she looks at me sometimes. She's like, mom, I don't like that texture. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. You know, so let's try it and see. And then we work through it, but, um, no, not to the point where Matthew was at all. Um, Matthew had a real, I mean, he was scared to thrive and he had a lot of health challenges, reflux and all that, that went along with it. If you don't mind my asking, cause I think this might resonate with the listeners. Um, I imagine there was a lot of worry for you when he was little. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah, he was my first child. Um, so, and there was no internet. He was born in 1998. He was January of 1998. There was no internet. So I went to pediatrician, to pediatrician, to pediatrician wow. to figure out what was going on. And I wouldn't give up. And I kept saying, there, this isn't right. He shouldn't be throwing up all the time. He shouldn't be projectile vomiting. He shouldn't be this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not gaining weight. He's not doing this. He's not crawling. He's not He's not doing the things he should be doing, right? And so um, it was definitely a, a challenge to get to the point where when he was one, 
um, is when we figured out, we took him to a, a developmental pediatrician and she was probably in her sixties then. So she's probably in her eighties now. Yeah. And she l- looked at me and she said, Oh, he has sensory integration dysfunction. And I was like, yeah, like it was no big deal. Like you should know all about it. Uh, yeah. Like she's like, Oh, I, and I'm like, huh? Say yeah. <laughs> what? Um, and, she said, yeah. and she was like, he needs feeding therapy. He needs um, sensory integration therapy. He needs um, physical therapy. He needs, and she would rattle all the things he needed. And I just sat there and like total disbelief, right? Because I had no clue what was going on and neither did the pediatricians that I took him to. So I finally found one that would admit it. Like, I don't know what's causing this. We need to find out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's when he sent us to the developmental pediatrician and then we got the help we needed. And it took a long time. It was several years of therapies and yeah. doing all that. Yeah. Was, sure. Can you recall in hindsight, I'm just curious, like an age or a stage where you kind of realize, like, Oh, like he's, he's going to be okay. Like we're going to get through this. Probably. Oh, goodness. Well, he had he was undiagnosed with ADHD till he was seven or eight. So we I knew there was a piece that was missing. So we were getting he was crawling, he was walking, you know, we got him all past that he was doing better with eating, we had taken him to um, like a natural path. And we were doing all these supplements, and we were doing all this stuff to help boost him up. Um, He um, severe eggs, and he had um, asthmatic stuff going on. So we were trying to pull things out of his diet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so we were getting somewhere, but we were still, still, he was, he was a top. I mean, he, I always call him my top. He never stopped. I couldn't get him to sit. I couldn't get him to, to do anything for any length of time. Um, and I knew something wasn't right. I'm like, this is just, this isn't getting better. We're missing something. Um, and that's when we took him in probably he was seven or eight and then we had him diagnosed with ADHD. And then things started to work when we figured out what was really going on. And then we could pair the two. And then, of course, that's through all my research, I found out it's very normal for a kid with ADHD to have all these other comorbid yeah. disorders, right? Um, at the time, I was like, okay, I do have a nephew with ADHD. He's 30 now. So, um so it can run in families. Um, and that was part of it too. I'm like, well, maybe he does have that. And then we kind of figured, fig- figure things out through mm-hmm. that way. Um, so I'd have to say probably, oh, it took, it took a while. I'd have to say maybe 99 until we had him on an even keel, mm-hmm. um, with the ADHD and the sensory processing, yeah. um, probably nine, um, and then, of course, he went into puberty, and then that changed again. Um, <laughs> all the hormones changed, and that met you know all of his um, impulsivity kind of geared up again, and he was um, a teenager. So right. and then you have to figure out, well, what's teenager? <laughs> what's this? Yep. Right. So honestly, I looked at my husband the other day. He came. Um, he's in college right now, and he comes home, and he's look, and he's just so grown up now at twenty, you know. And I'm like, even the past year, I see such a difference and mm-hmm. I'm just like <sighs> yeah right I, I mean he's 20 right yeah. and I'm like because <sighs> we had a hard go when he was in his um when he was 15 16 17 we had a hard time then too yeah uh, anxiety depression yeah um talking about suicide I mean we had a hard road then so yeah I'd have yeah. to say past year it's been good and and you know we miss he misses us which you know when he went away to college it was more of a 
yeah, mom, you know, mom and dad don't know anything. I'm on my own now. I'm great. Right. And now he's a couple of years later, he's like, you know, he leaves and he's like, I miss you guys already. You know, he comes home for the weekend and he texts me. I miss you. I miss you already. Oh. I'm like, oh. Oh. 20 years you know. I waited for that. <laughs> 20, years. 20 years I waited for that. <laughs> oh my God. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was really personal. And, and I understand the sensitivity of it, but I feel that many of our listeners do have small children who may or may not be struggling with the latest issue right. or something more serious that probably needs to hear the light at the end of the tunnel is yeah. likely there. It doesn't mean it's yeah. an easy road, but someday you may be exhaling in your kitchen with your husband. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was just like, oh, thank you, Lord, you know, because yeah. he is he's doing well now. And, um, yeah. And on the other hand, my middle, my little, my middle one's always been just that even keel, just, just there. Right. And just always been that, um, mom, it's going to be okay. You know, and, and Matthew will be okay. And just the sweet, you know, and, um, yeah. So it's just been, it, they're so different. Yeah. They're so different. Isn't that amazing? I, yeah. I can already even see it with my children. Well, that's great. I mean, think about every single meal you plan for each of your children over the 20 years. <laughs> All you did to give them the best opportunity. I mean. I know. I think about that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am such an expert at this already. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that being said, like what, could you give me some just, you know, simple meals that you guys love to repeat with the kids that everybody kind of is used to you know like yeah like um we love chicken fingers and you know what I'll do is I'll just get the you know chicken tenders you know that you can get at the grocery store and I dredge them in um just simple I can't do milk um but they can do milk and eggs and I can do eggs so I'll dip mine in eggs and they'll dip them in eggs and milk and we'll um fry them up or um with avocado oil or olive oil. Um, sometimes we bake them depending on the kid. Like my son will say, mom, I really want your fried chicken tonight. And that's their fried chicken is I fry it in some olive oil, fry it in some avocado oil. Um, and you know, I put Italian seasoning on it and we, um, they, they love dipping it in ketchup or whatever and, or, you know, barbecue sauce or something. And so I do that a lot. Um, they love that. And then we'll do a salad, like a simple salad or we'll have fruit with it. Um, we do baked beans. We love that. You know, I'll make homemade baked beans. Sometimes, sometimes I just get the organic, you know, out of the can. Right. So, um, and it's just, that's one meal that they all love and they love, um, my dad was Italian. So my dad is passed, but he makes great, um, homemade, um, uh, meatballs and stuff so they mm. love when I make my homemade meatballs and sauce and things like that and I'll do the spiralizer I'll do the zucchini I'll do um, that as noodles for me um, and or I'll do spaghetti squash and I do that for them but I mix it with traditional pasta for them so they'll have like some of like spaghetti squash or zucchini and then they'll get the regular whole grain pasta or whatever because they like that so I do that for them. Um, so that's a really simple one to make um, as well. And one thing that I've made recently for us is like, for me, I'll make the cauliflower pizza, you mm. know, and then my daughter likes to bake now. So she'll start making pizza crust and we do homemade pizza and oh. we put um, different veggies on it and I'll do the uncured um, pepperoni because they love pepperoni. So I'll do, okay, we can do uncured. So we'll do that. Um, turkey pepperoni, something like that. So we'll do that a lot too. Yeah. So um you know, I just kind of, you know, vary it up. I meal plan every week. Um, 
I really love meal planning because I don't want to come home at four o'clock in the afternoon or be done with a call, a client call and say, what am I going to make? And everything's frozen. I just, especially because they're into sports and they're into, um, you know, basketball and, and my daughter has done gymnastics. And so we have to be ready to move, right. And keep, keep things going. So, and my husband's a home inspector, so he's hours vary. So he could be out late. He could be home, you know, during the day and then work late in the afternoon. So, you know, I have to kind of have a plan. Otherwise it's just not going to fly. Um, so that's, I love meal planning. So I do that every week and I order groceries. That's like my new thing is I order groceries. You order them to be delivered. Uh, um, well, I actually order them and then I pick them up. So, um, yeah, so I'll order them and pick them up and I, I love it. It's been my new thing this year that I've allowed myself to do instead of spending time at the grocery store. I'm like, okay, I, I can let them pick out this and I can let them pick out that and it's going to be okay. And so, so yeah. I've really, I've released that and I really love it. I really, it's really helped save tons of time for me. That's great. I love the two tips you just gave about meal planning and ordering the food. Cause my next question would have been, you know, what are some tips for eating a little bit healthier in your household and what has worked for you? And, you know, we've only recently started having people on moms on who have teenage age kids or school yeah, age yeah. kids where they're very active after school or even right. evening. And I always wonder what that really looks like and what time everybody finals finally settled in and what time yeah. you eat and how often you actually eat together. So if you would just touch on that a little bit. Um, I sure. Think. Sure. Like my kids usually get home from school Well, they're off now. Of course, they're out of school right now. But when they normally get homeschooled, they'll be home about 3.30 is the latest. Um, but some of the elementary schools around here go to a four. So, you know, and then they're starving, right? Because my daughter, my, they eat early. They eat like mm-hmm. at 10 something in the morning. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're eating lunch at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's crazy. But they're in school at seven, right? They're in school at 7.30 in the morning. My son goes to school at eight. Um, so they're gone. And so when they come home, they're starving. So I try to make sure that they're eating something like a protein and maybe a fruit or a veggie um, so that it will give them the energy that they need to kind of get through to dinner, maybe get their homework started and just have about an hour or so before we eat. We try to eat like five, five thirty. It's okay. depending it depends on, you know, their schedule. Like my son has basketball practice usually at six. So I can make sure he's eating. Um he'll go from six to eight and I'm like, okay, we need to make sure that you're fed wow. dinner early, right? And so he's he'll eat his dinner. And then if my husband's home, we'll all sit down and eat together. If he's not home, I'll just feed the kids and I'll eat with them. And then um, leave my husband's food, you know, wherever it is, you know, in a plate where he can heat it up. And then I take the kids to do their activities. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is crock pots. I love my crock pot in the, in the fall. I absolutely love it when the kids are, um, cause I plan it. Right. And then either I'll, plan it like the night before like if I'm like okay I know I'm going to be a crazy day I need to have it in the crock pot in the fridge the night before so then all I have to do is pop it in the the crock pot and turn it on so that's I love that when it when that when that works well that schedule it's it's prime <laughs> it's no like, I agree with you um 
and then, you know, working on school lunches, we always do lunches the night before. We always make them the night before. Um, cannot do that, handle that in the morning. It's just not in my wheelhouse to do that. Because I get up and I work out in the morning. I'm up at five and I work out and I get my shower and I do my devotionals and I get the kids up. And there's no way I can be worrying about lunches and trying to get them a healthy breakfast and out the door. So um, we always do that at night, the night before, whatever. Yeah. You know, we always make our lunches the night before. So we do that um, for sure the night before. And then, um, you know, we try and do as many meals together as a family we can. We used to do a lot more because they were little, right? And they didn't have anything. Um, now, it's when Matthew comes home, we definitely enjoy that more, right? Because he's home and we're all together. Um and if one's gone, if one has something, then we all still, we still make it about whoever is there. Like my daughter will go to youth group. My son might not have practice that night. So then we just sit with him and talk about his day. Right. So it's just important to, to really connect with the kids as much as you can at the dinner table, because they, they, they scatter, right. They just kind of go off and do whatever. So especially as yeah. they get older. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. So if you don't mind, do you, um, do you pretty much own the cooking, the prep, the cleaning, or how does it work with the being up maybe with other people in the household? Yeah. Um, I own the cooking pretty much. My daughter's starting to get into it more when she takes, um, what used to be home economics. Now I think they call it consumer and family at her school. Um, I know <laughs> it's called home, home ec, um, but it's called consumer and family. So she does a lot of baking and stuff there and she'll come home and want to do that more. Um, but when she hasn't done it in a while, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, no, whatever. Right. No, so I do the, I do the cooking. My husband really pitches in and helps with the cleanup. Um, the kids do as well. They'll do the dishes, the dishwasher, empty the dishwasher, load the dishwasher. Um, they're in charge of all their own laundry, um, doing their own laundry, washing, drying, putting away. If they don't have something, I'm like, dude, you know, you're 15, almost 16. If you don't have your basketball shorts, it's because you didn't wash them. You know, I'm like, I'm sorry. You are my get best friend. Get them out of the dirty clothes because not, not happening, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that about you right now. <laughs> you make me feel justified. Yeah. That's yeah, they do their own clothes. Um, I taught them to wash their own bed sheets. I'm like, guys, you need to strip your bed. You need to get it in because it's been a week you you need to wash your sheets weekly you know and get them in the wash machine and all that so we do that um and 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 I've gotten to the point where if they don't do it that's on them right that's and and I look at him and I'm like how long has it been since you washed your sheet Daniel and he'll be like I don't know I'm like yeah it's got food stains on it you need to get it in the wash 30 feet of it on them yeah so it's just teaching them little steps, right? And just trying to get them independent. And it's hard. And there are days it's easy. And there are days it's hard. Like yesterday, my daughter cleaned up the whole kitchen for me. And and she just, I didn't even have to ask her. I was like, wow. And they do a great job when they do it too, you know? Yeah. Wow. You are rocking this thing. You put your time in when they were little. I'm certain you did. I'm certain. It's it's a matter of just teaching them, right? And then teaching them in one step at a time. They do get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you mentioned just a little bit back about uh, ordering your food online. Yes. Um, I would be curious if you're comfortable sharing, you know, what you have as a general budget for food. Sure. 
Um, at the one grocery store, we usually spend about 120 a week. That's just when we go to that store. Now, when I have to or go to my, uh, there's a natural grocers here that I have to go to for my stuff. And that can run probably 70 to 75 um, a week just for my stuff alone. So probably around 220, 230, 240 in and around there, um, mm-hmm. depending on the week. Um, you know, it, I look at some of the things like, say, for example, you know, if I'm going to make chocolate chip cookies or whatever, because mm-hmm. we do eat chocolate chip cookies, but we just do it a little bit different than, you know, maybe the next person, maybe I'll buy the organic ones or whatever and, and all that. But for me, you know, my chip, just those, I love chocolate. I love dark chocolate. It's my favorite is dark, dark chocolate. So I'll buy these dark chocolate chips. It's $5 and 79 cents for a bag, right? Because I have to have the ones without all the allergens. Yes. So yeah. that's, that's where it can be a little bit more um, pricier. Mm-hmm. Um, but depend, it just depends on what we're ordering. You know, what I, what, I mean, the standard order is usually about 130 a week for the four of us because Matthew's on his own right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he comes home, of course, you know, we spend more because we're getting more meats and things like that. We don't do a lot of meat. We do a lot of chicken. We do some fish. Um, we do meatless meals. Um, we'll do like one night a meal Italian. One week, one night a week, we'll do Italian, usually Mexican. So I just kind of switch it up and kind of whatever is on sale. And we kind of work on, I'll look at the sales and kind of incorporate mm-hmm. what's on sale with menus, things, favorites and things like that. And I love to try new recipes. Some of them fly, some of them don't. You know, my husband will say, that's a keeper. And then the other times he'll say, yeah, no. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, the word is you don't have to make that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love trying new recipes. It's I've loved cooking. I've always loved cooking. So um, it's just I think it's just my love language. I just love to give and 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 nurture them with good food because I know what it does for their their bodies. So yeah, absolutely good for I you. I love it. Yeah, I know you're a label reader. Do I you, am. Do you have a couple of maybe a brand or a couple of items that you would say is sort of the best versus the best thing you can get if you're not going to get fresh, like a two packaged foods that might do in a pinch. Oh, let me think through that one. If you're not able to get fresh, frozen is always better than canned for sure. Um, I do like to go to like um, Sam's Club or, um, uh, you know, Costco and get like they have these big bags of frozen fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can't get fresh, you can always get like organic blueberries because organic blueberries fresh are outrageously expensive and you're getting a small little container, right? So you can get a big thing for 10 bucks of frozen organic blueberries and they're phenomenal and I love them. So for sure for smoothies, cause my kids love fruit smoothies. Okay hide things in the smoothies too so that's what I did with Matthew we did green smoothies with him and he loved them um, and that's how I got a lot of nutritious things in for him yeah. and I used organic fruit and he loved them so that would be my thing is if you can't get fresh get frozen and get it at the bigger um, you know like the Sam's Club or the Costco because they sell them you know that way for sure mm-hmm. um, and then if you um, can't make you know, pizza from scratch. Um, they do make some really good um, 
organic pizzas where you can get a whole grain crust and you mm-hmm. can make sure that there's lots of veggies on there, or you can even add your own veggies. Sometimes like the margarita pizza. Yeah. My kids love the margarita pizza and they're getting some tomatoes and they're getting, you know, um, the cheeses and the four different, the dairy for there and all that. And it's, and it's whole grain. So you just have to kind of read your labels and see, you know, cause it's better than, than the takeout, right? And um, it's going to cost a lot less than, um, than, and it's better for you than takeout. So, yeah. given your diet, because we follow a similar diet, how do you guys get to eat out much, or how do you handle that when you're with your special diet? Yeah, there's some, I and mean, it's gotten better over the years. Um, it has gotten better. My mom was diagnosed with celiac probably almost 20 years ago, um, and back then there was nothing, you know, nothing at all. I mean, it was, the bread was horrible and it was just, yeah. And since now, of course I'm grain free as well. Um, so I just really specifically say, just ask your server. Usually they have a gluten-free menu or dairy-free menu or something like that. I do a lot of things lettuce wrapped. We have a place here that, Mm -hmm. you know, I love to go out and I'll get things lettuce wrapped. Like I'll have a, you know, a grilled chicken and I'll, they'll lettuce wrap it and I'll put, um, avocado on it and I'll hold the cheese and I'll hold the mayo and all the stuff that I can't have. But, you know, it's just something also the experience of not having to cook it. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's just, it might be the same thing I would have made at home, but they're making it on an open grill mm-hmm. and it tastes so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you're not cooking it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like a salad, you know, salad tastes so much better. If you know, you go somewhere else and have someone else make it for you. It's just Absolutely. the way it is. So I just really, you know, always say ask, the server and really um, let them know this is an allergy. Cause sometimes people say, well, I can't have that. And they'll, they'll ask me, well, is it an allergy? Is it a preference? I'm like, Oh no, it's an allergy. And then they're really, they're really super careful about it. So we don't go out to eat a lot though. Um, we're pretty much homebodies. And um, maybe if we go up where my son is, we'll go out to eat up there yeah. um, and stuff like that. But we're not, we don't pretty much stay and eat. So yeah, no, I get it. I'm mean, we're the same way. If we go out, it's like a whole to do. My kids think like we bought a house or something. I know. <laughs> you know what did we do? Why are we out? Why are we not eating at home tonight, Mom? Yeah. Um, I would love for you to take a minute to talk about your health coaching and your niche. And if you want or if you're up for it, maybe a couple of tips you can send to anyone who might have a child with ADHD or SPD. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. So um, I became a certified health coach in 2013, and I decided to do that because I saw the changes that um, I was able to help my son with through um, the feeding therapy and through um, just working with him one-on-one on um, introducing new foods into his diet, taking things away, um, prepping different meals for him, um, and just really saw the power of food as medicine. So um, that's when I decided to get certified because I thought, I love doing this. I want to help other people. And um Really, my niche is working with families of kids who have ADHD, sensory processing disorder, OCD, uh, and ODD, which is oppositional defiance disorder. Um, Those brain disorders um, really um, thrive on good nutrition and um, gut health is huge with these families. So I work with them um, either in a group coaching situation or one-on-one um, family family coaching. And we go through, okay, so, you know, like we talk about if any food allergies that they have or sensitivities or what I see as red flags um, 
And like I had met with a mom probably a few weeks back and she for sure thought her child had ODD. And once we started talking, she had no diagnosis at all. And once we started talking, I was like, you know, you're telling me things that I think um, she probably has more sensory processing um, Mm -hmm. disorder. And, you know, I know that because I, in between all of this, I've worked as a special needs assistant director at our church And doing that, I um, went to several classes for ODD. So I'm certified in practical strategies and interventions for um, kids with ODD. So when she told me some of the things that she was seeing, I was like, unless you do, we do need to get her diagnosed for sure. But I'm not seeing, I'm seeing that the sensory processing is instigating this and making her get upset and be angry, right? Mm -hmm. So we talked about that. And so I have... um, strategies and tools in place that I can help people try to figure out that puzzle piece. It's a puzzle. And I look at Matthew and he was a puzzle and it was very hard to figure out what was going to fit in there. Um, I am not a doctor. I don't um, diagnose or anything like that. I just basically say, this is what it sounds like to me, but we do need to get your child evaluated if they don't have a, you know, an evaluation or a diagnosis. Once we get that diagnosis, then it's so much easier for me to come in and say, okay, that makes sense. Let's try this. Um, and then we work on diet. We work on um, lifestyle strategies. Um, bedtime strategies are huge with families of kids with special needs. That's really hard for kids. Um, calming down, um, getting them to um, sleep, which is huge for the brain to heal. Um, and so I work with them on that. Um, I also have a, a created a um, program for picky eaters um, that um, based on what I um did with my son. I created a whole program called Grocery Store to Table. Um, and it's a video series which takes people through the whole steps to help their child accept new foods into their diet in a non-threatening way. So um, that is something I also created. Um, and as far as tips, um, I would have to say nutritionally, the brain needs essential fatty acids is huge for all children, all adults. It's huge. Our modern American diet is, is really, it's called the standard American diet. So sad is, and it is sad, unfortunately, because we get so many omega sixes. We don't get the omega threes, um, uh, that we need in the fish oils. We just, it's just not in our diet. And, um, so we have to supplement with, um, you know, some good omegas, um, for our, for our kiddos is huge. And probiotics is huge. Um, Every kiddo, every adult should be on a probiotic. It's just gut health is huge. It's where um, 80% of your neurotransmitters are made in the gut. So people don't understand that. That's where you're, it's not made in the brain. It's made in the gut. And then um, as far as your 70% of your immune cells are in the gut. So mm-hmm. you have to have a healthy gut, a healthy lining so that you can fight off those colds and all that stuff in the wintertime and that your brain functions and we don't have, you know, all these fluctuating things going on. Um, so it's just super important to have, um, good gut health, um, for brain function as well. So those are my two tips for sure is get your kiddos on that good, uh, probiotic and a good omega. Yeah. Amen. Amen. For sure. With you on that. Um, where can we find you? You can find me on um, the web. I have Tree of Life, www.treeoflifehealthcoaching.net is my website. 
Um, you can also find me on um, Facebook. Um, I just on my personal page as Mary C. Tate, T-A-T-E. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I do run a uh, free Facebook group for any families of kids who have these disorders. And it's called A Journey to Empowerment for Families of Kids with um, ADHD Sensory Processing Disorder, OCD or ODD. So I have a, a free Facebook group in there where we um, strategize and we work on um, support and non-judgmental. And um, we're starting a new series this month. We have guest speakers coming in and chatting about keeping your kiddos um, learning going through the summer. So we have learning specialists coming in and um, just different fun things that we've got planned for the summer. So that's really neat. That's really yeah. Neat. So we can reach out to you if, if we have interest in joining the group or any. Yes. Yeah. You, know. you can reach out. You can request to join at any time. Okay. So awesome. it's there and would love to have every, anybody who's interested. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much for your time. This has been really enlightening for me and also uh, reassuring that, you know, so many of us are on the right track. And yes. I think it's beautiful that you took your own challenge in your life and you decided to turn it back and help other people because there probably wasn't somebody who could say here just take these steps and you'll get there it was all Mm -hmm. you just just knowing in your gut that you needed to help him and yeah and that was pretty much it just knowing um knowing in my gut that I needed to help him and that's kind of um where we all stood it's just Mm. kind of one step at a time I love it thank you for listening